Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, when James and Mel uh, set up their parental leave for One Shots, we did a, a big whip around the network and we tried to get people together to do fill-in episodes like I've been running here. And when we did that, our own Megan Dornbrock of the Currently Hiatus Modifier podcast offered to run a session and do the editing for it. And, I mean, how am I going to say no to that? So this week, we start off a brand new series of Dragon Age, the Red Jennies, featuring Megan Dornbrock, Ree from the Magpies podcast, and Palomi from Courier's Call. I, I'm really excited for you all to hear this. Uh, I, I cannot wait for you to get into this series. Uh, Meg and Rhea and Palomi are huge fans of the Dragon Age franchise, and this is going to be just an absolute blast. Plus, if you know anything about Dragon Age, you know that the Red Jennies are always a good time. Well, unless you're a noble. None of you are nobles, right? Anyway, with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. heroes welcome to one shot my name is megan dornbrock i'm the host of the long hiatus podcast modifier taking over one shot this week month who knows for james damato and i am joined by two players today hi uh hi everybody i'm re uh pronouns are she her um i uh I'm probably best known for being the GM and producer of The Magpies, uh, which was a Blades in the Dark actual play. It wrapped up uh, in early 2020, and we just launched a new show, uh, The City That Never Dies, which is another Blades podcast, uh, but it is set in sort of a Roaring Twenties-inspired city. It's a lot of fun, uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm up to. I'm very excited to be here. It's been a while since I've gotten to guest on on One Shot. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you're here. And we also have Hey everyone, it's me. It's Palomi. Um you may know me from Courier's Call. I play Karen Rao on that lovely show alongside some very lovely people. I'm also a freelance art director and layout designer for a lot of tabletop games. You've probably seen my work around. Um and yeah. That's that's me. That's my stuff. Yay. I never know how to introduce myself. It's it's so hard. Yeah, it's it's rough. The worst. Well, luckily we don't have to talk about ourselves anymore. We're going to play a game. Yay. <laughs> Thank God. Until free. the end, until the end. Uh, we get to do it again at the end. <laughs> we get to talk about other people that we're pretending to be. Yeah, we're much more comfortable with that. Yep. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's do that. So, uh, heroes. One of the other things, um, one of the other podcasts that I am known for is the one that never actually came to fruition, at least not yet. Uh, is Tales from Thetis, which was a collection of stories in the Dragon Age universe, and so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, we are going to play Noirlandia, a game by Evan Rowland over at Make Big Things. Uh, and But we are going to play it with a Dragon Age flavor. Uh, and and neither Reed nor Palomi have played this before. Am I right? Correct. Nope, I have not. Okay, so we are going to do our very best to get through this game that has... Uh, I love Noirlandia. It has a lot of a little fiddly bits. And uh, you, you make a murder board if you play it in real life. Uh, and we are going to attempt to do that uh, on the internet. So... 
Good luck to us. Love a good murder board. <laughs> it's 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 very satisfying. Um, heroes out there may know that I I've run this uh, Frankenstein of a game uh, at a couple of conventions, but we're gonna play it pretty straight today. I think it's gonna be um, mostly rules as written with a little flavor changes. Is how we're gonna do this. Friends of Red Jenny, and for those who don't know, that's uh, Red Jenny in the Dragon Age universe is kind of a Robin Hood figure, uh, and then all of the friends of Red Jenny are her like her little little gang that runs around. We don't know who Red Jenny is or uh, how many Red Jennies there are or what exactly they're up to, but but we're gonna play some of her some of her friends uh, and get up to some mischief and have a good time for for both the heroes and for my other two players. Um, Noirlandia is a GM-less game where you are playing through like a, a noir film. There's a, typically a murder has happened and you are investigating and looking for leads and putting clues together to solve answers about that murder. Uh, things like why did it happen and who did it? Uh, it, it important things that you'll want to know to solve that, to solve that crime. Um, and you might solve that crime, or the city that you create may sort of crumble down around you, and you die. Um, so, uh, good, good for the dark fantasy setting that is Dragon Age, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know, I know, we said we were shooting for like a, a you know, we're we're aiming for like a Dragon Age Inquisition type setting, but this sounds like Dragon Age Two. Mm, it's it is very Dragon Age Two in, in terms uh, of. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to do something good and then it all burns. Mhm. There's a lot of there's a lot of burning. Um this will be an interesting experience for me cuz the only Dragon Age game I ever played was Inquisition and multiple times at that. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and I've uh never played Dragon Age Inquisition, but I have played Origins and Dragon Age 2 many, many times. Though it's been a few years, so Dragon Age is about having phenomenal cosmic power, yeah. right? Like that's that's the. It whole depends on who. Thing. You, if you're playing Origins or Inquisition, yes. If you're playing Dragon Age Two, it's about getting the shit kicked out of you by life repeatedly. It happened. Yeah, two two is about babysitting mm -hmm. a bunch of whiny babies, mm -hmm. and I love all of them. And we're gonna be some whiny babies, I think. Yay! <laughs> Uh, the way New Orlandia works is we collaboratively set up the city together. Uh, we discover who the characters in play are together. Uh, and then we are going to play through scenes. Each one of us takes turns being the protagonist of a scene, wherein there will be two roles uh, at, at some point during the, the role play. Uh, there will be a challenge role is always the first one, and that's when you try to do something dangerous, dangerous or difficult, or both. Uh, you'll do a challenge role, and I'll explain how that works kind of when we get there, because there's there, there's some, um, there's black dice and there's white dice, and you kind of roll them in opposition depending on who's playing, and we, we have some outcomes depending on how those numbers uh, lay out. So you, you do the challenge roll, and you take your result from that, and you keep role-playing until you hit the last roll of the scene, which is the investigation roll. And that's going to be another black dice versus white dice situation that's the results of which are going to kind of tell us how the scene works out, uh, and if you are able to find any clues. And you're trying, in each scene, you are trying to find either a lead, which is a clue that we are going to pin to the board, 
or you are trying to make a connection between leads. Uh, and so that's that's connecting with a line two leads that we already have, two clues that we already have on the board. The board is going to start with, in this case, our Jenny. Um, it usually starts with the murder victim, uh, but we're going to start with our Jenny. Uh, and that's that's a free lead that can be used by by anybody anywhere. Yeah, so we play through these scenes. You're trying to get leads, you're trying to make connections, you're trying to find the answers to three big questions. Um, all the while, uh, good things can happen and bad things can happen. Uh, and then we'll, we'll play through an epilogue at the end. So why don't, why don't we start at the beginning? A very good place to start. <laughs> so let's start by building our city. The first thing that we want to know about our city is what is, what is the corrupting force of our city? Somebody would like to roll a d6. All right, I got a five. So five is pride. So think about the implications of this corruption as you answer the questions to come. So our city is corrupted by pride. I mean, we're in Orlais, right? <laughs> oh my god. I guess so. That's what that means. Yes. City of masks. That's so good. Yes. Uh, okay, so we've got four questions that we can answer. Uh, we can take turns answering these. Uh, and this game, I know that we're all we're all very good at this, but I uh, just I'll lay this out for folks uh, listening: that Norlandia is built on uh, collaborative play and on like individual people kind of owning items, much like uh, Questlandia if you've played that before. So. We're going to answer these questions. Somebody will will take turns and somebody will answer, but we, we build it together. We can help ask more questions and help build on, on content that's been put forward. And then when specific things come up, say if I decide there are dogs or something, then I be can become the owner of like dogs in our city. If there are questions later about who's this dog or what's up with this dog, I can, I can help answer that. And we'll all kind of like take ownership of certain things. Okay, so the first question about our city is, how are the city's people unlike us? And that's, that's meant to be us, the human beings behind the microphones. How are they different than us? Not our characters. Oh, okay. Got it. Which, because we've decided to do the Dragon Age flavor, I feel like this, some of these questions are already kind of half answered, but if we want to go a little bit further, that would be fine too. So like, we're in Orlay. Uh, I think that's going to be mostly human, but as we know, there are other races, species in Dragon Age. Uh, we've got elves, we've got surface dwarves, we've got whatever the other word for the Kunari are. Definitely like a diverse, like you're saying, like a diverse population, but I also feel like there is a certain level just of uh, a lack of concern about the outside world like their entire world is the city anything outside of it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't touch them whether or not that's true remains to be seen Ooh, i like that so there's definitely there's a lack of concern do they do any kind of business with outside the city or is it sort of like they do but it's like not even worth their time to think about who's on the other end of these things I think it's that. Like, I think it's that yeah. they don't really care about who's on the other end of the transactions. They just care that the transaction 
occurs and then yeah, they're like, good. Oh, this supplier went cool. out of business because of a plague. Hmm. I guess I'll have to find a new one. Time mm-hmm. to find another yeah, one. Like it's it's not yeah. like, oh, there's a plague? How, how inconvenient for me <laughs> <Yeah>. personally. <laughs> Should yeah. we maybe be concerned about that? No, it's nothing gets in here. It's fine. Okay. Ooh, I like this. What do the buildings look like? I love architecture, so I'm going to jump on this one. Orle, in my understanding, is fantasy France in our Dragon Age universe. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I mean, uh, based on what I I have seen of the game, I I think this is fair, is that there's a lot of very, it's very ornate. There's a lot of architectural flourishes and decorations that are you know mostly don't really serve any purpose besides being ornamental and i think that that's most prevalent in the you know more well-off areas but i i think that that trend percolates out even into places where people don't have as much money where you you know buildings are going to be dressed up in some way you know little carvings along the rain gutters and the slums or you know paintings on the sides of buildings even if you can't afford like flying buttresses it's still just a place where the the architecture should be beautiful to look at as well as functional yeah absolutely i i think that that feeds into our pride theme absolutely perfectly too like something that started as just that taking pride in your in your town in your appearance in your neighborhood has maybe escalated a bit yeah i think there's also like a differentiation in materials too like maybe the wealthier parts of town have gilded ornaments on a lot of their architecture but maybe the less wealthy affluent parts of town are just they have very ornately carved wood and it's it's different types of wood wood that's easier to come by not necessarily um you know the fanciest teak you've ever seen yeah Yeah. Perfect. All right. How did the corruption take hold? I think it's like a a chicken and egg situation. Like, I think the city became more insular. People started to playfully compete with each other in their various, um, like, in, in pretty much every aspect of life. Like, it started with the architecture, maybe it extended to the clothes it started to become all about just any any material demonstration of skill or uh affluence was just is it's it's you try to demonstrate it no matter what yes i think i think that's exactly it and i think that they like the general populace of the city kind of took their cue from whoever our like higher nobles are because Mm. that that's a big thing in orlay is like playing the game right and like being better and one-upping those around you and and fighting Mm -hmm. for power and i think that at some point whoever our like ruling family is they they made a particularly decisive victory in the game yeah and they they like they rose they quickly ascended to a much higher position of power uh and we've all kind of like taken that as a as as an example or like gotten a little full of ourselves because of because of that yeah mm-hmm. deaf uh, and lastly what laws do people live by 
to the victor go the spoils. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned the game, and that's kind of the way of life here. I think it's... There's the standard set of laws and rules, like, don't kill people, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's still illegal. Yeah. But if you lose at a competition, or if you lose when you boasted that you would win, and you lose just horribly as a result of it, there's no recourse because that is that is the game. Yeah. That is how that works. Yeah, it's like you're not just... Your reputation is on the line every time you go into a competition of any sort. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I like that you added that there's like standard rules. Like there's definitely still still like chantry law and stuff like don't murder people don't like yeah. don't do weird blood magic don't don't do any of that kind of stuff that like for the most part i think everybody follows but, but i think part of the game is is finding loopholes in those laws mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> yeah i like i i feel like there's the, you know the the written laws are don't kill people in actuality it's don't get caught. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the number one rule. <laughs> Morlay, you're a good person because you weren't caught. Straight yeah. up. What a horrible city. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I have anxiety just thinking about having to live here. Yeah. Every Everyone's uber competitive all the time. It's probably fine, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only healthy things happen here. Um, only healthy things you know, that that thing where where like there's all these studies that are like you know if you do something embarrassing when you're out in public nobody's actually thinking about you or paying attention to you not true here <laughs> yep everyone's paying attention <laughs> it sucks it does and we're just gonna make it worse <laughs> yay uh, yay so let's move on and discuss the specific districts a little bit for you two you can see that our roll 20 map is quadranted off into these four districts. Uh, each one corresponds to a suit in the like standard poker deck of cards. And so we're going to just talk a little bit quickly about each one, uh, answering the same question for each, which is what structures define this district? And the districts that were given... Um, I've kind of correlated them to like a, I guess a Dragon Age 2 yeah. uh, kind of part of town. So P- Palomi, I think they're they're pretty self-explanatory. So the the yeah, suit yeah. of hearts is the downtown uh, in Norlandia, which I've I've equated to like the market square kind of area um, where you're gonna where you're gonna find your vendors and that sort of thing. The spade is the outskirts, which I have correlated to low town, which is kind of your poorer part of town, basically. The clubs are the, uh, oh, Norlandia calls it Skid Row, and I've called it Darktown, uh, which is which is definitely a Dragon Age 2 thing, which is literally underground where, like, the worst of the worst people live. Yeah. Um, and all, all of the dark deeds, and, like, entrances into people's basements is down, it's very weird. It's a weird part of town. Okay, that seems... Yeah, yeah, you can get into a, a shocking number of noble homes just by wandering around through the, the oh, yeah. crummiest part of town. So the architecture's not well thought out, I think. It's really not. Uh, and then the last quarter is the diamonds, which is the, the upper crust, or in this case, uh, high town. Um, so I left them kind of vague so we can kind of talk about what's going on in each one of these. Neat. So just to, to clarify, when you say 
the the question is what structures define it yeah is that meant to be vague in terms of we could mean buildings we could mean yeah. rituals or systems okay yeah so i think uh systems for sure buildings for sure so some of the examples that the that they give are like the docks are in skid row or there's hanging gardens in the upper crust uh that sort of thing some someone's uh headquarters are located in downtown um so i think they're i think it's steering more towards actual physical structures uh but we could we could play with this okay i like playing with it okay that that helps uh, hmm. So, for example, I think in in an Orlesian city, our our high town, our upper crust area, is definitely going to be where the the chantry has its seat, mm. um, has its has its main church. I guess you would call it temple. Temple. I yeah. Don't know what they call it. Hmm. Cathedral. Ca- ca- ooh, cathedral. It's effectively a cathedral. Yeah. It is a cathedral is the thing. Flying buttresses were mentioned earlier. I mean, again, the chantry is fantasy Catholicism. <laughs> For the viewers at home. <laughs> they, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's where they, they're they going to have their their best and biggest house of worship yeah. is going to be in is going to be in high town. So many just gargoyles and and buttresses and towers on that thing. Yeah. I think that like the downtown, I'm trying to think if I have an idea, I'm just trying to figure out how how to put it into words. I think the the downtown area is like where like the trend setters are. So like architects who are trying new forms of ornamentation or tailors who are, are trying out new fashions. Mm. And it's very much I feel like there's a huge amount of turnover because that competition thing again where it's like okay you're trying something new and if it takes off like great you're going to be incredibly successful but if it doesn't Mm. bye (laughs) good luck setting up somewhere else yeah yeah one thought that i had was uh the docks are in high town oh like there's two docks (laughs) (laughs) Let me clarify. There's two docks where ships go to, like, rest. That's a thing. A berth. Where ships go to berth, it's in Hightown. Because that's where you show off how fancy-schmancy your ship looks. But if they're loading and unloading cargo... Yes. Then that is going to be Lowtown. I like that. The docks span. (laughs) I like your note. The good docks. <laughs> That's what I was writing. And the not the less good docks. <laughs> the economically important but not pretty docks. The ones that smell like fish. <laughs> mm. I think Darktown has got to be where the Red Jenny hideout is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Among other very useful things to us, but I think I think that's definitely the big one. I think there are catacombs in Darktown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, people used to just put bodies here, and then for some reason they stopped. Used to. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, used to. They used to. They're not actually doing it anymore. So, like, like used to wink? Or, like... No. Well, so I'm thinking it's used to... Okay, well, I see what you're saying. Like, maybe people still pull bodies down here... (laughs) 
you know, on the odd occasion that they're like, well, time to get rid of this body. But I think the reason it's a good HQ for for our little gang is because people aren't visiting here unless they have a secret to keep as well. Mm. Okay, cool. Yes. So catacombs at one point, that, that was just the thing you did. That was like sanctioned burial of, of bodies and it was a ritual and it was a thing. But we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. There's still like little, there's still little empty cubby holes. <laughs> you can just put a dead guy in from time to time. <laughs> so it gets. Where I keep my snacks. It gets get it gets used. <laughs> You're like, oh, did you see the cubby hole in like A one? <laughs> it's full now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh no. I love it. I think that there is rather than this being a coastal city, it's a river city. And I think that the Lowtown area, because of the cargo docks being there, has a lot of um, just like very big, ornate drawbridges. Ooh, yeah. That I think are also like very heavily policed. Because <laughs> I feel like those functioning are really critical for sort of the the economic well-being of the city yeah and they don't want anyone messing with them because if a drawbridge is shut down uh in one way it means the boats can't get in and in another way uh it means traffic can't move through the city Ooh, yeah i like that yeah that's cool nice so do we have like when, when it's when it's policed is this like do we have templars wandering around or do we have like an actual city guard that's separate from them that's a good question. Probably, I mean, I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like that's beneath the Templars, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Walking around and watching a bridge. Yeah. Um. So there's probably, maybe it's just like the bridge guard. Mm. <laughs> maybe we don't have a town guard, we just have a bridge guard or something like that. I can see it being, yeah, like, the Templars might be patrolling elsewhere, but they, there's a whole corpus that's just like, specifically for the bridges and it's kind of slowly been expanding outward from the bridge avenue. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine they've got to have some kind of like they're guards people, but they must have like some degree of mechanical knowledge. Yeah. Like they kind of dual duty, like guard them and, and work them. Mm hmm. That'd actually be a, a good way to make sure that people are invested because then you feel like it's your bridge and you have to protect it. You spent so much time fixing it. Poor engineers wanted these kids to stay off their lawn. Yeah, that's it. And now they're cops. And now they're cops. It's terrible. <sighs> yeah. Now they have a sword. <laughs> Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, we're going to do things just a little bit differently this week in that your call to action, which is normally at the end of the episode, is going to fall right here. The reason for that is because for the last few weeks on One Shot, I've kind of been hinting sideways at things and talking about the different ways you can support the problems that are going on right now, but there are two big issues that are happening in the world right now that I think are deserving of your attention. And those are the war in Ukraine and the current crisis in Texas for trans youth. To address those, some amazing people have put together two tabletop role-playing game bundles, and actually one of them contains a bunch of computer games too, 
to support charities that are helping with these causes. They are the Bundle for Ukraine and the TTRPG Bundle for Trans Rights for Kids in Texas. Both of them are available on itch, and both of them are doing absolutely amazing, amazing work. Now, I am lucky enough to have a couple of games in these bundles. If you've heard me talking about Iron Edder Reforged, or if you've listened to that podcast, then you know that I have the alpha of that game out and ready to go, and the beta is going to be coming soon, but that game appears in both bundles. As well, you can get my very, very serious, oh so serious, send-up of modern ghost hunting television with the game Bro Hunters in the bundle for Ukraine. These bundles are just an amazing opportunity to do a lot of a lot of really, really good work. The bundle of Ukraine, as of the posting of this episode, has about three days left. Its initial goal was $2 million, and it's currently closing in on $5 million raised. So that's just absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the, the charities benefit are the International Medical Corps and Voices of Children. So they're going directly to aid in Ukraine and to a Ukrainian organization. The TTRPGs for Trans Rights in Texas bundle had an initial goal of $5,000 and is currently closing in on its new goal of $420,000. And you've got some time on this one. It has 21 days left to go. It costs $5 to get in for the TTRPGs for Trans Rights in Texas and $10 to get in for the bundle for Ukraine. And there are just so many things that you're going to get with them. I saw a Venn diagram. There's only a little bit of crossover between the two bundles. I'm one of them. But between the two bundles, you get nearly 1,500 different titles between TTRPGs, between uh, PC games. Just so, so much good can be done here. So I know I've gone on for a little while about this, but I think it's extremely important. And I ask you to take some time. If you've got a spare five, if you've got a spare 10, Go and support these bundles. The links are going to be in the show notes. So, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Let's name our city. What's a, what's a good fake fake French sounding? I don't know any French. Uh, I also don't know any French. <laughs> Me neither. All right. I'm Googling cities in Orlais. Get some inspiration there. Oh, that's true. We could just grab one off the map. Just decide this is how it's going to be now. Bioware. (laughs) Geography. Here we go. Listen, they called it Thetis. I know. Yeah, yeah, they they don't get to... I, I think, Pud, was I not the one that told you that and you lost your mind for an evening yeah with rage i believe i i screamed at meg about it too (laughs) it it keeps me warm at night (laughs) just just never in my life okay here we go montfort montfort is kind of fun or virchil virchil is real fun yeah or mont de glace Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm looking for ones that, that don't have any kind of description beyond a name. Because mm. I feel like that's that's where we... We've got all these Val... Whatever. Yeah, Val Fontaine? Val Fontaine. That sounds fancy. It is. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Shout out to dragonage.fandom.com slash wiki slash Orlay. Doing the maker's work. Mm-hmm. Where would we be without fan wikis, truly? Nowhere and everywhere, all at once. Somewhat legible. Welcome to Valfontaine. our characters here we go oh boy so the way we make characters in noirlandia is a little interesting uh we're gonna start with some prompts we're going to need let's see one card for each of us plus one uh, because one of those prompts is going to turn into our victim which in a typical game we're solving someone's murder uh, when I play Red Jenny, I sometimes change that to a kidnapping, depending on how we want to run this. A kidnapping sounds really fun, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm down for that. I mean, as fun as a kidnapping can sound. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, so what we do is we are going to draw a playing card and roll a die. Uh, and those two things together are going to give us the basics of these characters. Uh, we'll we'll pick one from the pool, and the one left over is going to become our Jenny. Oh, okay. Would you like to roll some d sixes? We need four d sixes. Go for it, Ree. Yay! Thank you for letting me roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> so our first roll is a six. Next roll is a five. If this continues in this trend, a four. Well, this is witchcraft. Yeah. Let's see what our last one gets us. Another four. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I've broken the streak. <laughs> I have escaped the curse. We'll find a different curse. Damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the first set of items we have, that's a three of spades and a six on the die. So... A three on the card is an actor or a performer. Spades mean they belong to the outskirts, which is our dark town. Oh, that was low town, wasn't it? Yes, you're correct. Spade is, yeah, spade is low spade. town. That's better. Yeah. And six, uh, the principle that guides them is never betray my own. Mm. Uh, so that's one character prompt. The next combo, King is a former knight. Of, of any type, like a, a Templar or a guard or a whatever, Chevalier. Diamonds, of course, is our high town. That works out nicely. Five. The principle that guides them is justice must be done. Wow. <laughs> so ex-Templar, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of feels that way, right? I, I love them. Good job. But I'm not... I'm not looking at you directly. I feel you looking at me directly, though, is the thing. Uh, <laughs> like, I feel like that's what's happening right now. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm how it's, you know. <laughs> Built to order. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he can be real dumb. Yeah. I'm interested to talk. Uh, like, I'm most interested by former night. Of any type. Mm-hmm. Like, what that mean? You can make him really sad. I'm just gonna sneak in here and grab that one real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just surprising no one. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
let's see who else we've got. We've also got this Four of Hearts. Uh, they belong to the Market Square. They are a writer or a scribe of some kind. Big old nerd. Oh, they're a nerd. And four, the principle that guides them is never reveal my true self. And lastly, uh, Ace of Spades. So Spades is also low town. Uh, their principle is also four, never reveal my true self. And an ace, a mastermind or a schemer, whatever you interpret that to mean. Could, could definitely, any of these could be our Jenny as well, and I don't want to take anything out of anybody's hands, but that does feel a little Jenny-ish. It does to me, too, and the idea that I just had was since the last two are both fours, I feel like they're related in some capacity. Ooh. Interesting. Like siblings, cousins, family. I, I like siblings because I was kind of eyeballing the market writer as an interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Go for it. So that leaves this performer. Yeah, I like that. Performer from Darktown is... Well, not Dark Town. Sorry, Low, Low Town, Town yeah. is very you're, interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, you're you're still the still from the the wrong wrong side of the tracks, metaphorically, wrong side of the river. Mm. <gasps> Maybe that's the breakdown of the city. So, by actor slash performer, we definitely mean close up magic on the street. That's really a hustle. Yes, to steal your money, right? Yeah, like hundred percent. One hundred percent. What this person's about. Okay. Oh my God, we're grifters. You're yes. the distraction, and then one of us just walks <gasps> by and is like, oops, sorry, I bumped into you. Let me help you with your bag. Here you go. Don't ask why it's lighter. It's fine. Watch the cups. Gotta keep watching the cups. <laughs> Don't know where I put it. <laughs> uh, the beginning of a, the, the college school year here in Chicago is watching the ball and cup grifters uh, scam new freshmen out of their money. Poor kids. On the, oh, that's so good. On the CTA. Yeah, it's uh, a time-honored tradition. <laughs> okay, and then when that gets old, we do the um, paint yourself silver and pretend to be a statue. Oh, gotta. I like that you one. Gotta that one's it. a good one, too? Yep, we got, yep. Mix it up? Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, yep. I think I'm going to take this one. That guy hangs out very close to, or one of that guy uh, hangs out very close to uh, the bus stop that I take to my mm. office. <laughs> An enchanted life you lead. I do. I am. I am familiar with so many of the characters of city life, good and bad. Oh gosh, I just remembered Showtime. I miss Showtime. <laughs> uh huh. Which is a thing that happens to you on on the New York subway. The the guys get on the trains and they. They yell, showtime, 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 it's showtime. And they play the music and they do a bunch of stunts and like swing on the bars and stuff. The music? It's a good show. What's the music? Uh, whatever, I mean. Whatever music they want, I guess. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it's whatever happens, I think. Whatever they can pull up on their phone with no signal. They're like, here we are, back again. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. So I, I think we all have feelings about. Oh no, if. Well, I was just thinking, like, so Meg, it sounded like you were going with our, our Lowtown actor. I, I can do that, yeah. Yeah, I, well, that means that uh, our, our Jenny is my sibling. Oh. Yeah. Based on that that suggestion from Pud that we both are... Yeah. Yeah, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this just got very personal. <laughs> the kidnapping. 
too real. Yeah, so you're already invested. I'm so invested. Guys, I have to ask. Why am I here? Well, if you're an ex-Templar, we're your drug hookup. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I forgot! I I forgot! But yeah. better. But way better. Because he quit. He quit so college, didn't he? And he's here to hang out with okay, the Red Jennies. And, and justice for He the was people. like, you guys are cool and you'll give me drugs. So <laughs> sure, if you need someone to rough somebody up, I got you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just want you to know that all of my attacks come from a place of friendship. I forgot. I genuinely forgot that Templars yeah. <laughs> are on the red stuff. And then you said that, and yeah. my brain was like... <laughs> oh, shit. Are you on the red stuff? Are we Are we doing that Wait, hard? Yeah. No, it would be the, the regular lyrium, not the okay. red lyrium. Oh, the green okay. stuff. Again, I only know about red lyrium. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I, th- I think it, I think you're just addicted to the regular run of the mill. Yeah, that's heroin. probably best. It's fine. That's probably yeah. for the best. What is yeah. it about magical heroin being green? I don't like know. I feel like that's consistent. You know, isn't it? I thought Larian was blue. Is it blueish? Yeah, cool like colors. In that. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool colors. I feel like magic is frequently associated with with like blues with and the color greens. blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. Again, the only lyrium I've ever encountered is the red stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to hook you up with the red That's stuff. That's good. No. That's probably for the best. We'll give you the regular stuff. Good. Yeah. In, ex- in exchange, you beat people up for us. Sounds good. So my assumption was that something has brought us all to be friends of Red Jenny. So doing these kind of little missions to kind of redistribute wealth or, you know, steal things that Jenny asks us to steal or pass notes or whatever little odd jobs we can do in our typically lowly positions, although somehow we have talked this high town former Templar into hanging out with us and like <laughs> you've convinced helping him. us do things. Well so that's pretty that cool. That was another thing. Like I feel like Maybe he's a former Templar because he lost the Ooh. game in some capacity. Ooh. And even though he lives somewhere in Hightown, it's because it's hard to take that place away from him. But he's otherwise effectively ostracized from the rest of Hightown society. Yeah. And I, I imagine that he has to have messed up pretty spectacularly because I feel like to a certain degree, like the Chantry probably has a little bit of an insulating factor on its people because of like, yeah. like they participate, they have to in order to kind of get anything done in this in this city. But I honestly mm-hmm. think he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time and got scapegoated for something. Ooh. That's good. Okay. He's got a whole big bag of chips on his shoulder about it. 
<laughs> yeah. He's got beef. Yeah, maybe we'll find out what that is. I've decided that my, my day job is a uh, scribe, but I'm also an, an accomplished forager. I see you. You need some new documents? I got you. I see you and I see what you're doing and I don't appreciate this. Oh no, I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh no, but I'm sticking with it. (laughs) (laughs) Reintroduced me to a series um, by Ursula Vernon. Yes, although for for these books, she's writing under uh, T. Kingfisher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had never felt so seen and understood by an individual through book suggestion in my life and i resent you eternally for it (laughs) you're welcome i don't resent you it's not true (laughs) but um suffice it to say the main characters are a rogue type a forger and basically a giant paladin man thank you i'm gonna add these to my library yeah holds immediately uh so we've got our loose identity the district that we operate in and our principal we're going to take some time to decide our names think about our appearance we don't necessarily have to be human oh and then we've got four stats happening uh, on this sheet body mind heart and rep they have five different like stages they can be at uh, that give you they give us different numbers of die we can roll during different checks Mm -hmm. so you start one on the on the black die you start one on the single white die and then the other two you leave in that sort of neutral zone got it where you have nothing either way so it's body mind heart and rep so these are when you do challenge rolls and investigation rolls we'll decide like oh you're trying to like break down a door that's like a body roll right those sorts of things Um, and these things will change over the course of the game you can make bargains at different points that will cause you to forfeit some of your stat love it in order to get what you want this is probably the idiot etc etc yeah we may not make this out of this alive great happens (laughs) it's a noir story yeah it'll be fine the survival rate is abysmal yeah notoriously happy endings all around yeah I think I've decided to put my my one black die into heart. I am guilty. Ooh. Because of my siblings kidnapping. Across the board was pretty quick and easy for me. Yeah. I went with the white die under body. Went with calm for mind. Guilty for heart. And then overlooked for rep. Yeah, I did uh, neutral for body and rep. And then my, my mind is sharp. Okay. I'm guilty, but focused. I'm actually going to stay in the neutral for both body and mind, so I am able and calm. Mm. My my plus stat, my good one, is heart and content. Uh, but, oh, thank God. <laughs> but, but my rep, I am suspected. Oh. People have started catching on to your close-up magic skills. Yes, I need to find a new game. <laughs> Maybe soon. <laughs> I do not know what my name is, but I do know that I want to be a dwarf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I went with Lydia for my name. Uh, I think I'm going to go with human for my character. I think just kind of based on the position that she has. Okay. I feel like that makes sense. Um, going with Omer for my name. And then, yeah, I think I'm going to go human too. 
and I think I'm gonna go with Ada. Uh, and and I'm a dwarf. Nice. I'm I'm a she/her lady dwarf. Do we need to name our? I assume kidnapping victim. Oh yeah. We we could we could simply refer to them as our Jenny, or we could give them a name. Yeah. But since you are yeah, since you're siblings, you would know it. Yeah. I would know. Yes. Um. I kind of like the idea that I don't. Yeah, I'm going to write down. I think that I I still refer to them as our Jenny, but I, I know their name. Mm. Yeah. I am also going to try and go with a more gender neutral name. Do we just come up with a relationship to our Jenny or? Yeah, it, it suggested that it may be sort of immediately apparent what your relationship is, kind of like in the case of our siblings here. Got it. Um, but yeah, it's it's up to you what you want it to be. I mean, drug dealer works. <laughs> yeah. And I think my relationship with our Jenny is pretty straightforward in that they are my boss. It's not really an employment opportunity, but <laughs> essentially they have saved me from falling any further by letting me be in their service. I do think this Jenny is is kind to me. Like, I feel like there is a, a positive relationship in Omer's life there, which is unexpected, mm. but greatly appreciated. Well, I, I mean, I can see it as like, I know that there's like, there's places in Europe where there's like drug clinics where like you show up and if you're a heroin addict, you, you have a nurse that will administer the drug you're addicted to so that you're not taking really big risks to get your fix and it helps people kind of like start being able to kind of get out of that so i could see this almost being like a similar situation where it's like hey i'm a trusted person yeah you come to me i will make sure that you're able to get what you need so that you don't like have the horrible horrific withdrawal symptoms and die yeah (laughs) i like that i like that i have selected a name for our jenny and I am sticking, I, I think I want to, to stick with uh, they, them pronouns. Yeah, I like that. For the Jenny. Yeah. Got it. So the other thing we can continue to talk about is how we kind of know each other, at least if there's anything beyond being friends of Red Jenny that tie us together. I think there's definitely that relationship of, hey, will you go intimidate this person or this group of people for us? Yeah. That I think Omer is happy to do at this point. Yeah. I think as far as my relationship with Omer, Ada may not be the one to actually be procuring lyrium for our Jenny. She probably has somebody else who manages that particular job. But I think Ada, being a dwarf, has a little bit of expertise in like evaluating it and kind of keeping an eye out for Omer and making sure like none of the bad shit gets in. Yeah. I do like the concept that, like, Ada and Lydia, not always, but Lydia will help out on your grifts sometimes. Like, if you need, you need your second partner mm. for the con and, like, your your usual person can't meet you or, you know, is in jail, <laughs> I I can fill in as as your ringer. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I, I dabble in crime. I have a full-time job. <laughs> but also yeah yeah you you tend crime you tend to do the like the forgery paperwork crime you don't you don't usually get out in the action i think with us yeah but you yeah. know like it's it's important to diversify your crime portfolio <laughs> 
you never know <laughs> when you might need to run a con, and it's good to keep those skills sharp. Mm-hmm. Agree. I think Omer just has a crush on Lydia. Oh, yay. I haven't noticed. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Lydia's oblivious. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> of course not. Where's the fun in saying anything? What's the point in that? You gotta slow cook that. All right. So that's our city. These are our characters. Uh, If there's any other questions we want to ask each other about them before we get started, we can do that. But I think we we covered a lot of ground. Points to note on your character sheet. The other thing is... um, So it gives you a little bit of info on how the challenge rolls and the investigation rolls go in a scene. But I'll... um, I'll walk us through that, of course, when we get there. Okay. And then underneath your principle, you have two circles. Uh, you are allowed to break your principle twice during this game. You you can have you may have the opportunity to, to do that in a bargain so that you can get something to go your way um, at a critical moment. So just know that you can only do that twice, and it will come back to bite you in the epilogue. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Great. Good. Otherwise, we are ready to start setting some scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Music for this episode of One Shot was provided by the following artists. Cody Martin with the songs Empire and Legend Tells. This episode of One Shot was edited by Megan Dornbrock. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Meglish or at oneshotpodcast.com. That's it for One Shot this week, heroes. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more Red Jennies. Heroes, this is going to be short and sweet right now. We're going to get to James's outro here real quick because your call to action was in the mid-roll. You should go and support the TTRPGs for Trans Rights Bundle for Texas and the Bundle for Ukraine. They're two amazingly good causes that are going to help change the lives of a lot of people. There's a lot of very difficult stuff going on right now, and supporting these two bundles is two ways that you can take direct action that is going to actually help people. So I really hope you consider supporting both bundles, and thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.
The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come, join us in the muck at System Mastery.